0: So for today uh, we're gonna talk about the the standard deviation of probabilities, which is really just this thing of you know, you look at the probability of profit and you wonder how reliable is that, how much can you count on that? And so what this does is we're gonna we're gonna look at year to year how trades that in theory all have the same pop, you know, have come out more winners or more losers, and how much variation you sort of get around around that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so like we were saying we we you know do a lot of evaluating our trades based on their pop. We like high pop for a number of reasons um I don't have them up here, but you know they they, they sort of converge faster to to effective behavior you get more winners you know, it's just it's, it's general philosophy around here if you want consistent small winners and you accept the occasional the occasional bigger loser um and that's just sort of the 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 process um but over a large number of independent trades, you expect the percentage of winners to approach the pop. But you know, if we trade forty-five DTEs, there's only eight independent cycles in a year mm-hmm. at that at that scale. So there's you're not going to get exactly the the pop and winners. And so, how much has this varied over the years is what we're we're going to get into. Uh, I think the next slide will set up the, the specifics of the study. Right, so we're going to use uh, 16 years of data. We're not including the most two recent years here, but we do have 2008 and 2020 and two, 2018 all all in here. So, as if you're wondering what can go wrong, it's all in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to sell. We're going to consider strangles, puts, and calls all separately to to see if the effects come apart a little bit. Um, and also holding expiration or managing a 21 DTE. Um, everything's sold at 16 deltas. Everything's 45 days to expiration. Um, and then we're just going to look at the overall pop and then the pop for each calendar year. And then we're going to sort of look at which were the winningest years, which were the losingest years, and how much variation was there year to year. And this is in pop, not not PNL. Um, we're, we're just looking at probabilities today. No, no one's counting how much you won by, which we'll we'll see uh, in, in a couple of slides. Cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, these are just things called desperation. Everything is very consistent across the three underlines considered, which are you know two pretty broad-based indices, and then TLT, which is a, a, a pretty different product. Um, mm-hmm. Much uh, lower they, implied
1: volatility in TLT.
0: Yeah, but since you're selling it, since these are all selling at fixed deltas, the lower yeah. implied volatility is sort of factored in, right? The, the, it means that those 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 strikes are much tighter um, when you're selling 16 deltas uh, than. In uh, the higher volatility underlyings. Um, and the, the standard deviations are are pretty small, but but are you know significant, right? Some years you're really only going to win like seventy percent of your sixteen delta strangles, even though you you expect sort of overall to get up to a, you know more closer to eighty percent of them. Um, and then here, I want to call out the worst years of two thousand 2014. eighteen, two thousand fourteen. We're going to see those a lot in these slides. Cool. Um, those are really those are really. Overall bad years, right? And it, ironic, like you sort of expect twenty twenty maybe because there was that there was a, that huge action, but because it was so concentrated, mm-hmm. right? You had really huge losers in March, yeah. But then otherwise, there weren't that many losers actually. So twenty twenty is like not going to show up as the worst year, even though for many people out there it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the best years I found much more random, but maybe you guys can, can If I had Tom and Tony, they can they'll tell some story. Oh yeah, two thousand and seven. That was <laughs> we had we had a run of six weeks where everything was up every day. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't I don't remember those times but I remember the uh, 2015 to 2019 where it was just six points every single day to the upside basically yeah you had that one little XIV uh, blip in time the volpocalypse mm-hmm. that happened where you had that um, you know explosion not even an explosion volatility volatility moving from like 10 to 13 or 14 overnight and just exploding uh, volatility and kind of had that trickle mm-hmm. over into the markets. But other than that, it's been pretty quiet in that time frame. During that
0: time period until, until 2020 hit. Yeah, wasn't. exactly. <laughs> uh, when you manage a 21 DT, uh, so we, we often talk about managing 21 DT versus only expiration. At least in this study, it did lower your probability of profit a bit. Um, and increase the standard deviation thereof, so so you got a little bit bit less predictable results and slightly fewer winners, but you still, it's not pictured here, you still get a lot of risk control when you're managing 21DT, right? You just never get as big of losers, Mm -hmm. right? Your your, your condition-wide risk really plummets. Um, Um, There's a lot of good reasons to do it, but it it does not play out on these slides.
1: (laughs) Okay, cool.
0: Fair Um, enough. Yeah. I thought this one was funny just because all three underlies come up with exactly the same percentages. I mean like they're different in both decimal places after the percentage, but not not showing up here. Um, uh, but again, right, it, it's it's all very tight, right? These very high probability of profits and very small deviation, right? Only only Almost every year was at least eighty percent pop, right? If, you're the, if you have a standard deviation of six percent, then um, you're hardly ever getting worse than eighty percent pop on on, on holding puts to expiration, even in your sort of your worst years, right? And again, we see two thousand eight and eighteen as our like really percentage wise worst years for selling puts because those were the times that went down most often, as opposed to buying the most. I mean, two thousand eight was both, but
1: yeah, you yeah. got you got a little bit of natural. Um, uh, Drift built into these, yeah, Just yeah, the right. puts. I mean, that's that's why you'll get added, you know, overall pop on these positions. Just because if you look at a chart of, of the SP 500, it's up and to the right, and over long data sets, you're naturally going to get a lot of those occurrences built in there. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see that our calls are going to not be as reliable as these puts, um, of course, which is not a case for not selling them, but they're, they're yeah. still useful to, to express yourself, but um. They, they are not going to be as high pop, even though they're all being sold the same delta. Which, like, right in a pure black shoals world, would be the same percentages. Mm-hmm. Um, Right, if pure black shoals world doesn't upward drift, doesn't have inflation, but there's a lot of problems with it. Yeah. Um, hey, don't you poo poo my black shoals? <laughs> I, I, I defended it. It's um, the best we got. It's, 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 it's flaws. Yeah, you got. You
1: got to bring. You got to create something new for us. it's the it's the (laughs) child
0: it's the child that tries its best it does it does it works well and it doesn't it doesn't pretend like it's doing better than it does which a lot of other models do okay um my biggest complaint about most of the other models is that they like claim they're solving problems but they're like just moving them around okay Uh, yeah yeah um uh, yeah, uh, here we are. on If we're managing our puts again, you see the the pops drop and the standard deviations increase, um, right? This is so one of the, the the things about managing your your trades early is you are going to like take off take off winners, and just because these are high probability trades to start with, holding the holding duration will increase their probability of profit. Um, it has downsides in terms of your risk and and your ability to redeploy like capital, but but it will hurt the probability of profit and also give you sort of a, a wider range of possible probability of you know year to year um behaviors. Um but that's also because you're just making more trades. Fair. Um, uh, here here we get to calls, um, right? And so here, calls even health expiration, right? They have more variation in their standard deviation of pop and a lower probability of profit. And the worst years are years that nothing else has bad years because they're just the other side. And in your strangles, it's really the puts driving a lot of profitability mm-hmm. um, due to the put skew. Yeah. Um, so the, the strangles really mirror the puts, but the calls are behaving differently. Okay. Makes, Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think, well, yeah, well, and we observe like sort of the exact same direction to all the shifts when we move from from health expiration to manage to early management. Mm. Um, and all right, this is not a case against early management, but it is it is a worthwhile to consider, um, right? And this is why people, when they're especially new to it. Before they get into the, you until they get burnt by a bad loser at expiration, pretty mm-hmm. much. I think a lot of people at 21 days think to themselves, "Oh, but it's still got such positive theta, and uh, the yeah. is only increasing." It's uh, so just, far out just, of the money. Hang on to it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's we get that question all the time. It's so far out of the money. Why not just hold it and get the mm-hmm. last, you know, X amount out of it? It's going to expire worthless. Yeah, you know, sometimes you have that stuff come back and, and bite you and you have to think about the capital that you're leaving mm-hmm. tied up in that position. Like you're there everybody has a um, you know a cost to carry positions, right? Like that's money that you could be throwing at a new position and that's another consideration that comes into play, especially if you have limited capital where, you know, there is a a, a cost, you know, to holding that position just yeah. tying up that capital.
0: Pretty much every time we do a, a management study, the the like the one statistic that always pops out for every management style, except for stop losses, which don't help, mm-hmm. is profit loss per day. Yeah, yeah. Um, profit loss per day is always like all all of the management's do better. Yeah,
1: because um, you have but, diminishing margins of return. You can only make so much, you know, going mm-hmm. forward. So if you've gotten, if you sell something for a dollar and it's trading at twenty cents and half the time's gone. The value over the next half of of that time is
0: is lesser. The other thing is the buying power is not dynamic, um, right? Yeah. So, like the buying power that you you you, you put on for a trade is, is reserved for the trade for the length for the duration of the trade. Even when like really, if you put that trade on fresh, it might not be as risky right? because it's mm-hmm. further out of the money because it's been a winner. Um, yep. Um, uh, our takeaways for the day are while Pop might tell us about our long term percentage of winning trades for a strategy and mechanics, um, specific years are going to vary. Um, and that most years that we saw fell within 10%, right? That's sort of even generous. Many of them were within, you know, six, nine, but we call it 10. We get up to about 90% of, our year, of the years we look at, or, right? you know, it's, it's 15 years, so there were like two outliers. Mm-hmm. Um, typically good and bad years were often such a cross underlining strategies which is a sort of a, a, an unfortunate feature for us who when we seek to diversify by trading in various underlines. Um, we have to be very diligent about this because right the bad years for, for IWM are or the bad years for spy or the bad years for QQQ right when it, when it's when it's real big move it, it tends to be together yeah um, And so this sort of highlights one of our our usual tensions in trading, which is, right, you want to stay active and profit when things are good, but you don't want, but you want to stay small enough to, you know, take it when things are bad. Mm -hmm.
1: Good stuff, Jacob. Love it. We're excited to have you on uh, again uh, the next time we host. So Um, thanks for joining us this morning. Mikey, you want to take a quick little 90-second break? We'll bring on uh, big boy Scotty S. for uh, live from the trade desk. Uh, and we'll take some calls after that. So if you want to give us a call, 855-238-2789 or 855-B-TASTY, nothing's off limits. You'll have Scott there. You can pitch him trade idea or um, uh, platform ideas. We'll take trade ideas. Anything you got questions on, just give us a call. So we're going to take a quick little break, bring on Scott, and uh, you're listening to Tasty Live. The content of this podcast is provided solely by Tasty Trade, Inc., and are not the direct views or opinions of any of its affiliate companies. This content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a research report, trading or investment advice, or a recommendation that any investment strategy, security, or futures product is suitable for any person. You are responsible for making your own investment decisions in light of your individual investment knowledge, objectives, and financial situation. Applicable supporting documentation for any claims, including claims made on behalf of options programs, comparison, recommendations, statistics, or other technical data will be supplied upon request. Tasty Trade, Inc. is not a licensed financial advisor, registered investment advisor, or registered broker-dealer.